if you want to know why your sales team is struggling, you're going to have to answer a tough question. And it may be a place that you don't want to go to. And when you take a look at a sales team that's struggling, this one reason happens more times than you could even imagine. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Holly Eva, Oahu. Today, I'm coming to you live from Holly Eva Ali'i Beach Park. I'm in the wild, as I like to refer to it. So, I'm sitting at the beach 25 feet from the ocean. So, in the background, you may hear waves, you may hear birds, you may hear surfers talking as they walk by. And the conversation that we're going to go through in this particular How to Sell show is this Why is my sales team struggling? And if you're a business owner or you're a manager, or if you work for an organization, this should be pretty insightful. And there's times where companies will call and say, hey, Scott, I, I, I want you to come work with my team, but i got to let you know my sales team's struggling. Why do you think that is? And this is the conversation that I get to have, and I'm going to let you know. This is what I refer to as this asbestos underwear conversation, asbestos underwear, meaning it may scorch your butt. It may hurt some feelings. And the hard truth is, is most of the time when a sales team is struggling, it's a management problem. It's the manager, it's the issue. And we're going to go straight for this conversation that sometimes the person who's in charge of the sales team is the wrong guy, is the wrong girl, is the wrong dude, is the wrong chick. And when I go into companies and somebody says, hey, can you take a look at my team? Sometimes it's the salespeople. A lot of times it's the manager. And if you've listened to other episodes of the How to Sell show, you'll hear that I am not very keen on people pleasers as managers. And the reason for that is, is they don't hold their team accountable. They won't stick to the KPIs, the key performance indicators. They won't look at the team and say, hey, here's all the numbers that you should be hitting. You know, industry standard in, in, in what we do is a 27% closing rate. But in order for you to be in this room, it takes a 40. I don't know what's going on. Tell me what, what the situation is. But, you know, people pleasers are, tend to be buddy closers. Oh, you like the, the, the football team? I like the football team. Oh, you got a car? I got a car. You like sunlight? I like sunlight. And I see this happen a lot. And because there is no accountability on the team and because there is no real action on the team, the salespeople don't feel like they have to put in the work. This is a more common conversation than you think because I'll sit down with a business owner and they'll say, Scott, I really want to hire you and I really want to invest in my team, but the last amount of money, the last $40,000 that I spent on my team, they did nothing with. And then I got to go back and say, well, like, look, you have a management issue. You've got an accountability issue. Now, within this, uh, there is an inherent flaw in management. And the inherent flaw is people tend to duplicate themselves. So if somebody is a people pleaser, they're going to tend to hire people pleasers and put them on the sales team. Okay, so when you, when you play the math out and you look at the people pleaser manager, this is the way that it normally works out. There's normally two people on the team that can close. Those are the best people on the team. Four of the other people on the team are okay, and the other four shouldn't even be on the team. They shouldn't even be in the building. 
I'll, I'll sit down and there's times where companies will say, hey, Scott, rank my salespeople. And of 10 salespeople, really, there should only be three that are on the team because the sales manager that's a people pleaser has done such a weak job of finding talent that nothing gets done. Now, I, I'm going to let you in on a secret that there are organizations that hire me out to do job interviews for salespeople. And when I sit down with a salesperson in this capacity, I warn them straight out. I want to let you know that this is going to be the most difficult sales interview you've ever had in your life. And it's done on purpose. I'm going to tell you it's done on purpose because if you can't handle me, you can't handle a difficult client and you shouldn't be on the team. You know, I don't want to put you with a bunch of people who are good if you can't, if you can't carry your own weight. And I've had that conversation with multiple salespeople and I can think of a time where somebody came in and interviewed with me and they were almost in tears and they were like, why are you being so mean to me? And I said, look, you didn't pay attention to the beginning of the meeting when I said, if you can't handle me being difficult, you can't handle a difficult client. Now, uh, this person that came in was a typical people pleaser, didn't really have sales skills. And I wasn't using the Chet Holmes formula of, I don't really see a closer, but I see a salesperson. I was telling this person they didn't have the skills to belong in the room. And there's got to be a segment of people that walk away from your organization, that walk away from your company, that know that they are the wrong person, that they don't fit. You have to deal with the, the manager, the person who's running the team, in a way that's going to make sense. And what I see sometimes is owners not paying attention and they duplicate themselves. And so a lot of times owners in an organization are not good at holding people accountable. It's just something that I've seen. You know, I, I will admit my father had problems with this. This is something that I've seen in a lot of entrepreneurs that they're good at holding themselves accountable and they expect people to do it, but they can't they can't hold other people accountable themselves. And so what they're hoping for is that they are they're hoping to hire a manager that's gonna have those skills, that are gonna have those talents, that are gonna have those capabilities. And it just it never really happens. So they constantly get the same guy or the same girl. Now, if you own a company and you've had the same results from a sales manager for three managers in a row, chances are pretty good you're duplicating yourself. You're going to have to have somebody come in and help you hire somebody who's going to be the leader that needs to be in the room. And I'm not knocking you as a leader. I'm just saying you may have a blind spot that needs to be dealt with. I want to share a couple of other forms of weak leadership that I've seen inside of sales teams. One, playing favorites. This is where the manager really likes somebody and takes care of them. They, they cover for them. Uh, in the car world, they call them the house mouse. You know, in a lot of industries that I work in, they just call them the favorite or they use a lot of curse words to describe this guy or this girl. Two, the manager treats the sales team poorly. I want you to think about that. The person who's going to go out there and they're going to close the most amount of deals for you and bring the most amount of revenue in is going to treat the person who's going to bring that money in poorly doesn't make sense. They need to understand the struggle. They need to know how to encourage a salesperson to a point and, and hold them accountable and say, hey, look, I've, I've done everything I can to hold you to the word, to the commitment, to the contract that we have. What do you need from me? Three, poor bonus structure. Uh, I learned a phrase, induce my greed gland, and I think it was from Ryan Levesque. And he said, you know, if you really want people to perform, give them a reason. If you want to attract the top talent, have some sort of bonus structure. 
have it tiered. Hey, if you close at 50%, here's the bonus. If you close at 55, here's the other bonus. If you close at 60, here's the other bonus. Now, I will share with you some insights of uh, some problems you may face is you may attract some sort of people who will say and do anything to close a deal, which will lead to problems. So you really do have to pay attention to the type of salesperson you're going to hire when you have that type of bonus structure. Now, tied to that is jacking with a paid plan. That's number four. If you have a member of your sales team that's worried about how much they're going to get paid in a sales presentation or when they're sitting with a buyer trying to close a deal, they're not focusing on the client. They're worried about the pay plan. Five, a bad product. Like there's enough that needs to be said. I would have a very tough time selling a bad product. It wouldn't want to lead me to close the deal. Six, poor customer or client service. You know, you know what good customer service is. You know what good client service is. If you expect a salesperson to go out and close a deal and to make promises and then they get bad service, the client gets bad service on the end, it's going to be tough to hold on to salespeople. And you're going to attract bottom feeders. You're going to get people who don't want to be, hold, be held accountable. Seven, lack of celebrating wins. You know, we all want dopamine rushes. If you're a business owner, you want the pat on the back to say, yeah, I'm a $10 million company or I'm a $20 million company or, you know, this is my profit margin. Salespeople want the same thing. Now, I want to give you one bonus tip and one bonus strategy to be aware of. That as you hire a real sales leader, as you hire a real sales manager, and you see the team winning, you're going to have people who are either legacy or really good personalities try to come and say, hey, I don't like this manager because they're holding me accountable. But that's not what they're going to say. They're going to say that this guy or this girl is really mean, and they're horrible to me, and they, they don't. They don't really have the best interest of the company at heart. And this is a reverse help trap. So as salespeople struggle, one of the things that they do is they'll go to their manager and they'll say, hey, I need help. I need help. And it's a preemptive strike because they knew that they know that they're in trouble and they know that they're either going to get disciplined or they're going to get fired. And so every time that you get help, there's a condition to help. So somebody raises their hand and says, hey, Scott, I want help. Well, if I'm the person helping, there's a condition to it. You got to do what I say. So be aware that there are reasons why a sales team is struggling, and most of the time, it's a lack of leadership from the top. It's uh, the problem with a weak manager. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.